name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning and a blessed New Year to everyone. This passage isn't intended for the New Year, but it comes to us today with perfect timing. You see, when Zechariah calls Christ a day spring from on high, that word day spring, in Hebrew it's Orient, in Greek it's Anatoly, it literally means the East. Christ is the East from on high. He is the East from on high. In a different verse in the scriptures, in Malachi chapter 3.20, the scriptures call him the Son of Righteousness. Son as like S-U-N, not like the Son of God, S-O-N. He is the Son of Righteousness. So we see that he is considered the East, or the Son of Righteousness. Right? Whenever we gaze towards that direction, we think of gazing towards Christ. Now, that's precisely why the church always faces the east. We face the east because it's the direction of God. We're facing His presence. Right? St. Basil and many of the other early church fathers talk about how the church should always face the east. It's an early tradition in, in the church. And so, that's one of the instructions that we literally have in the liturgy. Right? When a deacon says, look towards the east. Right? It's in a sense directing our attention towards the direction of God. Right? And so there are several reasons why the church always brings our attention towards the east. One is that the sun rises in the east. Right? The sun rises in the east and so that's the beginning of a new day, the beginning of a new life. The sun is what nourishes all the life on the earth. Right? So to start of a new beginning. We know that the temple in the Old Covenant faced the west, and so the door to enter the temple was at the east side of the temple. So you would enter from the east side and you would face the west. And so, today, as we transition into the New Covenant, we go from the west to the east, from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant, from darkness to light, from the letter of the law to the spirit of the law. And so that's another reason. The Garden of Eden was also faced towards the east. Whenever God created Adam and Eve and placed him in the Garden of Eden, we know that the Garden of Eden, the paradise of joy, faced the east. We see this in Genesis 2.8. And so it's the direction of paradise. We know that when Christ will return, he will come from what? From the east. Right? And this is what he says in Matthew 24, 27. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Right? So we face towards the east in anticipation of his second coming. Right? We face towards the east in anticipation of his return. Another cool little fact that we might not have known, but when Christ was crucified, he faced the west. Right? So in facing the east, we face Christ as He is oriented towards us and we are oriented towards Him. So, in a sense, we face the cross. We face Christ as He's crucified in front of us. Right? We face the salvation that He gave us through His death and His sacrifice. That word East in many languages, especially in Greek and Slavonic, I'm not sure about Arabic, but in Arabic it's sharp. But it literally means rising, right? Just as sunset 
is the word for the West as well. And so there is this imagery of rising or this elevation or this growth. Like something emerging and elevating whenever we're facing towards the East. Right? So there's all of these beautiful reasons. Right? Whenever we think of Christ as the East. Whenever we think of Christ as the Son of Righteousness, as the Scriptures put it. Now, what direction does our parish, Christ the Savior, face? should face the east, but don't, don't tell anybody. We actually face in the exact opposite direction. <laughs> and so whenever we were renovating the church, you know, Sayyidina came at the beginning as soon as we purchased it and we're planning all the renovations. So Sayyidina, we're planning on reorienting the church from the west to the east, but we still have to like make a door over here and expand the area in the back. So got to knock down these walls. And he's like, whoa, 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 right? pump the brakes, that's, that's unnecessary. It's going to cost a lot of money, a lot of time. And all that matters is that you just have a place to pray. So when we talk about facing the east, it's not like this technical matter. It's not about the letter of the law. Facing the east is not a literal matter, but a spiritual matter. right? So that our hearts face the east, not necessarily we're physically looking with our eyes towards a specific direction. And so our attitude, the orientation of our life, our mindset should face the East. Right? That's ultimately what matters. Think of the word orientation, right? when you want to orient yourself. That word comes from the root word for East, because in Hebrew and also in Latin, the word for East is orient. And so when you're orienting yourself, you're directing yourself towards the east. That becomes your reference point. Because you get a sense of your direction based on where the sun rises. And so if you know that the sun rises here, and you want to go west, then now you can go with your back towards the sun and walk in that direction. You're oriented in the right direction. And so what orients you is the sunrise, the east. Right? So whenever we are orienting our life, we have to think about our reference. What's our reference point? What is it that orients us? What is it that directs us? Whenever we want to make decisions, what's our reference point? We think of Christ. We think of the East. Right? In the liturgy, when the deacon says, look towards the East, he's not just telling us to stand and look in this direction with our eyes. He's telling us to direct our hearts, our minds, our attention, and our will towards God. Right? He's telling us to orient our whole life towards God. Right? Just as Zechariah says, the day spring from on high has visited us. And so, Christ has visited us. The East has visited us. So as Christ is visiting us, as He directs His whole attention towards us, he came to save us, to love us unto death. We reciprocate that as well by directing our gaze towards Him. And so that means our heart is facing Christ. Our heart is facing His truth. Our heart is facing His love. Our heart is facing His whole life. Right? And so I need to ask myself, is my life oriented towards the East? 
That's the question that we have to ask ourselves today. Is my life oriented towards the East? If we meditate on this, I think orienting our life towards the East teaches us five different principles. Okay? First is sacrifice and love. First is sacrifice love because that's the direction that Christ was crucified as He faced the West and we face Him, which is the ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate love. We can also learn about transformation. We can learn about freedom and hope in a new life because that's the direction of the sunrise, of a new day. That's the direction of transitioning from the old covenant to the new covenant. So there is this sense of transformation that we can learn whenever we gaze our attention towards the East. We can also learn to develop an attitude of anticipation. Right? We anticipate the second coming of Christ. We anticipate His return. We're longing for Him to come back to us and to live with Him for eternity. Right? We can also learn about remembering our former origin. Like where we were placed when we were created, which is the Garden of Eden. Right? And so it brings to our remembrance the former sweetness of life with Christ. And finally, we can learn about elevating our life with Him. This life of growth, this life of maturity in Christ. All right, and so, I want you to think about staring. That word, stare, S-T-A-R-E. That's the acronym that I want you to think about whenever we meditate on this whole concept. So S is for sacrifice and love. T is for transformation. A is for anticipation, R is for remembrance, and E is for elevation. Right? I can't take credit for the acronym, Marina put that together for me, and so you could thank her for that to help you remember those five points. But I want you to think of stare. Look towards the east, stare towards the east, gaze towards the east, fix your mind, your heart, your will, your attention towards the east. And so that means, fix your attention your whole mind and your whole heart on sacrifice and love, on transformation, on anticipation, on remembrance, and on elevation. Okay? And so, first is orienting ourselves towards an attitude of sacrifice and love. What does this have to do with directing our attention towards the East? Again, this is the direction of facing the cross. Right? St. John of Damascus says, Christ, when He hung on the cross, had His face turned towards the west, and so we worship, striving after Him. Right? We meet Him face to face at the foot of the cross. And so when we talk about gazing towards the east, looking towards the we're talking about fixing our attention on the path of love, on the path of sacrifice. There's a beautiful story from the life of St. Nectarios. If you ever heard about him, he's a wonderful saint in the Eastern Orthodox Church. He was a bishop. And one time, in the school of theology, there was a janitor working, a very poor janitor. He had a family to support, and he got severely sick. And he couldn't do his work anymore. And so, because he couldn't do his work anymore... There was a big risk he was going to lose his job, and if he loses his job, then his family's not going to get by. This bishop, 
this prestigious figure would go into the theological school at night when nobody is watching in secret and would clean all of the bathrooms, would go down on the dirty floors and clean the toilets. And no one had an idea what he was doing. All to save this janitor's job. He didn't think of himself too big to stoop that low. Right? But he went down to the floor to do this dirty, grimy job because of his love. Because he wanted to sacrifice. His life was directed towards the east. It was directed towards the path of sacrifice. And so that's what it means. Am I looking towards the east? Am I looking towards the cross? Am I looking towards sacrifice and love? The second is orienting ourselves towards an attitude of transformation. Right? We know that the sunrise indicates the hope of a new day. Right? When the sun rises, that means it's the start of a new day. It's a fresh new start. And we know that the temple of the old covenant was built facing the west. And so we transition in the new covenant for the church to face the east in the sense of this transformation, transitioning from the old to the new, from darkness to light, from death to life. In Christ, we have the hope of a new life. We have this transformation. Remember whenever we prayed our first liturgy, I remember Sayyidina walked in and he looked confused. <laughs> He's like, what is this place? Because he had come six weeks earlier before we started the renovations and he knew what this place looked like. Right? And then, you know, he walked in with the entrance. Of course, he's not going to say much in the middle of the church. But when we got here on the side of the altar, he looked at me and he said, Where's the church that you brought me to six weeks ago? I'm like, this is the same church, Sayyidina. Like, are you sure? Like, I'm sure. It looked so different. It was entirely transformed. It looked like a completely different church that he couldn't recognize it. Right? When we are in Christ, our life goes through this renovation. We start to think differently. We have a new mind. We have a new heart. And because of that, we start to talk differently. We start to act differently. What we listen to changes. What we watch changes. Our demeanor changes. Our attitude changes. We're more joyful. We're more peaceful. Someone will come and say like, you've changed. Right? And we do this on a daily Right? Because it's a constant struggle to renew our life, to transform every day. That's why St. Paul says, I die daily. The old man dies and the new man comes to life. I remember when I was like in college, like beginning of college, I'd go to the monastery for like two weeks or so, come back. First thing my parents would say, like, you're so different. Like, you're, you always listen to what we say now. <laughs> like, you're obedient, you're quiet. Like, yeah, well, I just came from the monastery, so that spirit is still alive. And then it doesn't last for long. But you have to continue to renew your mind. Right? In Christ, we're transformed. Is my life oriented towards the path of transformation? Is my life oriented towards the East? Third, is orienting ourselves towards an attitude of anticipation. We know that when Christ comes, He will come from the East. When we face the East, we're longing for His return. Right? 
Again, in Matthew 24, 27, For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. So we long for His return. We're aching for that eternal life. That means we're sojourners. We're not clinging to this life here. Of course, we can taste the sweetness of life with Christ here on earth. We can taste the sweetness of that relationship with Him now. But we're not living for this world. We're living for the world to come. Right? We're not clinging to our possessions here today. Right? Like, I think about the times I go on vacation. Even if I'm on vacation for like one or two weeks, I don't even unpack my bags. You know, typically Marina likes to get settled in and organized. So she'll unpack, she'll put things in the closet, whatever. I just leave everything in my bag. I take it out, throw it back in. Right? People are laughing. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do too. <laughs> I'm not staying. I'm not getting comfortable. But unfortunately, sometimes we get too comfortable here. doesn't mean we have to live carelessly. But this isn't our permanent residence. We're sojourners. We're just passing by. We just have a few days here. And it doesn't even compare to eternity. Think about how Abraham lived his life. He would always pitch just a tent for himself and his family. It wasn't like a permanent residence. Because he knew he wasn't staying. He was always on the move. He was a sojourner. And, and that's what we pray in the liturgy too. And we too are sojourners in this place. Keep us in your faith and grant us your peace unto the end. Right? We're constantly reminded of that. We're gazing towards this reality that Christ will return and we're waiting for Him, we're anticipating Him, we're not getting too comfortable here. Right? That's our hope. That's our hope in our adversities. In all our troubles, we know that when He returns, we'll have this new life with Him. This also means that we prepare for His return. Right? It means that we live a life of watchfulness and repentance. By the way, that's the theme of the three watches in Igbeya at night. We're constantly thinking about this concept of watchfulness and repentance. Because we're anticipating His return. And His return can come at any time, like a thief in the middle of the night. Think about the five wise virgins. They were prepared because they had this oil. They didn't get lazy. But they were watchful, they were attentive. Am I living attentively? Or am I just lazy? Am I careless? Am I forgetting about the reality of Christ's return? Right? Remember whenever Abuna would come to visit our house whenever I was young, I shared this story with you before, but my mom would come and tell me, Ki, go clean your room, Abuna's coming. I'm like, okay, I go clean my room, Abuna's coming. Okay, go clean my room. Did you clean your closet? Mom, Abuna's not going to look in my closet. <laughs> Just clean your closet. Okay, go clean my closet. If you clean under your bed, uh, Abuna's not going to look under my bed, Mom. Okay, I go clean under my bed. Okay, go in and she looks at my nightstand and like, your, your drawer and your nightstand is all messy. Abuna's not going to open the drawer in my nightstand. He doesn't care. Just organize it. Right? But like, someone important is coming. Let's get the house in order. Are we forgetting about the fact that Christ will return? Are we living with that anticipation? Are we ready? Are we prepared? 
Are we repenting? Are we getting rid of the crap in our house, the crap in our hearts, so that the king of kings has a fitting place for him to reside? Is my life oriented towards the east? Fourth is orienting ourselves towards an attitude of remembrance. This is such an important one. God created us and placed us in the paradise of joy. The paradise of joy faced towards the east. Okay, And we know that the sunrise also reminds us of His providence. Just as He placed us in the paradise of joy which faced towards the east, and that's the life of joy. Whenever we had this perfect bliss, we had the whole world at our disposal. Right? Whenever we think about directing our attention towards the east, we're mindful of that providence that God gives us. We're mindful of our our origin, that we originate in the paradise of joy, that we come from heaven, that God has given us access to this paradise. Orienting ourselves towards the east means we're recalling the former days in the paradise of joy. And that's what we say in the liturgy. You say, holy, 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 indeed are you, O Lord our God, who formed us, created us, and placed us where? In the paradise of joy. We remember that. We ache for that. And when we look at the sunrise, we recall His goodness and His providence, that He's such a loving Creator, that when He gave us life, He didn't just throw us in the slums anywhere. No, He placed us in the paradise of joy. Remembering our heavenly origin cultivates this sense of gratitude and it cultivates our zeal. Right? These are two benefits that come from remembering our heavenly origin, remembering the Garden of Eden, fixing our eyes towards the paradise of joy. We increase in gratitude and zeal. We know that God's love is unconditional. Right? Just as The sun rises upon the righteous and the wicked. It doesn't discriminate. God's love is also unconditional. St. Anthony says, To say that God turns away from the wicked is like saying that the sun shines itself from the blind. To say that God turns away from the wicked is like saying that the sun hides itself from the blind. You see, we often forget God's providence. We often forget that we came from the paradise of joy. That that is our original home. Father Alexander Chanov says, A feeble memory is one of the symptoms of a sinful condition. Then he asks, Is a forgetful saint conceivable? Can you conceive of a forgetful saint? Of course not. Because the saint has an active attitude toward everything. He extends to all things a concentrated attention and love. Think about what God instructed the tribes of Israel to do whenever they crossed the Jordan River. He told them to take something with them. You remember? He said, take a stone from the ground. As you walk through the Jordan River, I want you to take a stone with you and bring it to the other side and keep it with you. Why? So that when you look at the stone and your children ask you, what does the stone mean? You say, God did the impossible for us. And this stone is the proof. This stone came from the very bottom 
of the river, from that ground. We walked upon that ground. We picked up the stone from our bare hands as we stood at the bottom of the river. Right? And so that's what will help you remember His providence, His love, His miracles. Right? When we gaze towards the east, we remember God's providence. We remember His omnipotence, His love. And that love is unconditional. St. John Chrysostom says, Let us become grateful by continually turning over in our minds the abundant gifts of God and remembering the magnitude and multitude of His providence. Whenever we orient ourselves to the recollection of His love and His providence, that reminds us of our former zeal. How often do we go through this dryness? Like, we feel like life is dry. Like, we don't have any motivation. We feel like God is distant. We feel like we're in the dark. What's the remedy for those times? One of the first things that helps us is to recall our former zeal with God. Is to recall our time in the paradise of joy. Right? And all of us tasted that sweetness whenever life with Christ is easy. Right? Whenever we can perceive Him everywhere in our life. Whenever it's easy to pray, when it's easy to love, when it's easy to serve, and everything seems so sweet, and you feel like you're just gliding in the spiritual life, and you can truly taste the grace of God in your life. And so, whenever we're struggling, remembering that rejuvenates our zeal. St. Isaac the Syrian says, Ponder in your heart on the former time of your diligence. For thus, with such recollections, your soul is awakened as if from deep sleep and equipped with the flame of zeal. Right? When you feel like you lost your zeal, just think about the former times of your zeal. Right? Like I think of the time whenever I would ache to go to the monastery and I would ache to grab my agbeya and pray and I would ache to serve... Right? And how sweet it was to do those things. And that rekindles the fire. It rejuvenates our zeal. Is my life oriented towards the East? Do I remember His providence? Do I live with that gratitude? Do I have that zeal still alive in my life? Fifth, and last of all, is orienting ourselves towards an attitude of elevation and growth. And that word East is literally the word for rising. right? It's the word for rising. So when you say east or you say west, you're saying rising and setting. So when you're oriented towards the east, you're oriented towards the direction of rising, the direction of elevation, of maturity, of growth. Remember, when St. Paul was talking to the Corinthians in his first letter, he says, I often wanted to give you solid food, but I couldn't. All I can give you is milk. Why? Because you're still like babes. You're still like babes. I want to give you solid food. I want you to grow, but you're not there yet. You're not ready. And so, in the first few steps of our life, maybe you know, we didn't advance much, we didn't grow much, that's fine. Like Malachi right now is six months old. I'm not complaining that all he can take is milk. But if he's six years old, and all he's taking is milk, then we have a problem. 
right? How old am I in my spiritual life? Am I growing? Am I orienting my life towards this direction of maturity? Right? Am I deepening my prayers and my service and my devotion to God? Am I elevating with Christ? Am I rising with Christ? When we say look towards the east, it's as if we're saying look towards the gym. Look towards your physical trainer, your fitness coach. Right? Because you want to go to the gym to grow. Right? You want to go to the gym so that you can get stronger. When we say look towards the east, we're saying look towards your spiritual growth. Look towards the one who loves you and wants to elevate you. Wants to bring you all the way up to heaven. And so, let's conclude with this story from my own personal life. Remember, I shared with this before that I had appeared in my life when I was really distant from God. And just indulging in my own sins and so on. And I encountered someone who crossed paths with me. And when this person saw me, he truly loved me from the bottom of his heart. He didn't judge me, didn't criticize me. He knew that I was like a wild little kid, but he still loved me. But what was beautiful about this person that I encountered was that with all the love that he offered me, he didn't just want to leave me where I was. Like after this encounter, I remember the next week I was going to vacation in Myrtle Beach. And this person that like, I encountered a week earlier would call me at like 7 in the morning. Like, I'm on a beach. I'm trying to like, sleep in till like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm not trying to wake up that early. But he would call me at 7 a.m. and say, Key, come on, it's time to pray Igbeya. Pray Igbeya, what do you mean? Like, you're in a different state, I'm, I'm on vacation. No, like, just walk out to the side of your room and we'll stay on the phone together and we'll pray Igbeya together. And I remember for that whole week I was on vacation that he would encourage me to stay on the phone and to pray Igbeya with him. And I prayed Igbeya every single morning on vacation. And from that moment on, I fell in love with praying Igbeya. From that moment on, I developed a habit of prayer. And so it was beautiful because I encountered someone who loved me just the way I was, didn't judge me, didn't criticize me, came down to my level, but didn't want to leave me there, wanted to elevate my life, wanted me to grow, wanted me to rise. When we look towards the east, we encounter the one who loves us just the way we are, but doesn't want to leave us there. Wants to give us solid food. He wants us to elevate. He wants us to grow. He wants us to rise. Is my life oriented towards the east? So, I know it took quite a bit of time, but let's review. Remember the acronym STARE? Right? S-T-A-R-E. What's S? Sacrifice and love. What's T? Transformation. Transformation. What's A? Anticipation. Anticipating His coming. What's R? Remembrance. And what's E? Elevation. Right? If you can remember that after the liturgy, you can thank Marina. Okay? <laughs> and to God is do all glory forever and ever. Amen.